This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and a lover of real news. I'm also a huge history nerd. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. So each day, I'm going to share some of my favorite deep cuts with you. So let's dig into today's stories. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365. Today, in 1874, there was a huge escape of animals at the Central Park Zoo. And 49 people were killed. I'm just kidding. There wasn't. But the New York Herald published an article that said there was. What? Okay, let's reverse. Here's how it happened. In 1874, the New York Herald was one of the most respected newspapers in the world. It had name recognition worldwide after financing the expedition that led Henry Stanley to Africa to find the missing Dr. David Livingstone. Livingstone was a missionary who got lost while searching for the source of the Nile River in Africa and remained missing for several years, but the paper's newly minted reputation was put to the test when they decided to pull an outrageous stunt. On November 9th, the newspaper published an article saying that animals at the Central Park Zoo had escaped their cages and were now running amok through the streets of Manhattan. It said that a rhinoceros had trampled its keeper, broken out of its cage, and then let countless other animals out of their cages to ransack the city. They reported that a lion was ransacking a church, a rhino was exploring the sewer, and that 49 people were slaughtered, while over 200 faced critical injuries as the beasts roamed the city. The article sensationally called the fake incident a bloody and fearful carnival. The article was over 10,000 words long. For reference, that's the length of a long think piece or a deep dive today. Regular newspaper articles are more like 1,000 words. It warned residents to stay inside their houses because the animals were still on the loose. The article got into gory details, claiming that the instigating rhino gored his guard with his horn, killing him, and that a panther leaped onto an old woman, burying his fangs into her neck and tackling her to the ground. It described a lion and a tiger fighting on 59th Street and an anaconda trying to attack a giraffe and a Bengal tiger being shot on Madison Avenue. The article reported that a group of schoolgirls were attacked by a stampeding rhinoceros and that one of the girls was already dead. It used hyperbole like awful combats between the beasts and the citizens and how catastrophe was brought about by frightening incidents. New Yorkers started to panic but not those who read all the way to the bottom of the article. The last paragraph read, Of course, this entire story given above is pure fabrication. Not one word of it is true. Not a single act or incident described has taken place. It is a huge hoax, a wild romance, or whatever other epithet of utter untrustworthiness our readers may choose to apply to it. It is simply a fancy picture which crowded upon the mind of the writer a few days ago while he was gazing through the iron bars of the cages of the wild animals in the menagerie at Central Park. Um, what? 
As far as I know, newspapers aren't supposed to be in the business of spreading panic, so what happened? One of the editors of the paper, Thomas Connery, later confessed in the magazine Harper's Weekly that the idea had been his and that the owner of the newspaper was not responsible. He said the idea came to him after watching a leopard nearly escape from the zoo while being transferred from an animal carrier to an enclosure. This made Connery question the safety of the zoo itself, and his preferred method of calling attention to the issue was publishing a fake story? Well, that's what he said, claiming that an article admonishing the zookeepers wouldn't get enough attention. He thought of it as a harmless little hoax. It didn't turn out to be as harmless as he envisioned, at least for the paper's reputation. Men rushed to the streets with guns, parents pulled their children out of school, and police were sent out all over Manhattan. Newspaper competitor the New York Times described it as an intensely stupid and unfeeling hoax. Some New Yorkers, upon finding out that it was fake, went to the district attorney's office to complain and try and file charges against the paper. The district attorney listened to all the complaints but ended up not filing charges. The Herald editor published a short article in the next issue of the paper saying that they thought the zoo should improve their security measures. The public remained aghast, but the Herald never reported official lower circulation numbers. The Herald wasn't the only paper to spread a false story as a hoax in this era. Though not a super common tactic, it wasn't unheard of for newspapers to print ridiculous stories to sell papers and increase circulation. Forty years before the Herald Zoo hoax, the New York Sun published a six-part series about how a new telescope had detected signs of life on the moon. This too was a complete fabrication, but it worked in the Sun's favor. Their circulation increased substantially. Just a few months before the zoo hoax, another New York paper, the New York World, claimed that a man-eating tree had been discovered in Madagascar. Again, completely false. Even outside of simply making stories up, standards for newspaper reporters were lower than they are today in terms of truth, exaggeration, and fact-checking. Ben Hecht, well-known journalist of the era, admitted in his memoirs that he would make up details to make stories seem more exciting. Hecht was eventually sniffed out by his editors, but rather than firing him, they simply encouraged him to take a vacation. Unfortunately, these stories hit a little close to home for the era of fake news that we are currently living in. I guess it's just a timeless reminder to subscribe to news outlets that you actually trust and make sure that your Facebook feed doesn't get overrun by fake stories. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Let's fast forward to the present for our music fact. Today, in 2018, Sabrina Carpenter released Singular, Act One. It was her third studio album released through Hollywood Records and a follow-up to her album, Evolution. As implied by the title, it was part one of two-part project. Culminating with Singular, Act Two in 2019. And now for our final segment of the day, I'm going to be going into my photo archives to see what I was up to on a November 9th in my life. On November 9th of 2018, I have a video of my family trying VR for the first time. Um, my mom is wearing the headset. My dad is trying to show her how it works. And she is very confused. The cord was behind me, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. I, I, I could tell. I think it's a little better when it's in front of you. Whoa, the audio, like, moves. Yeah. Oh, wait, it's me. It's not my mom. <laughs> well, 
why did I think my mom was me? She's the one taking the video. I'm the one trying VR. I think this is the first time I ever tried VR, actually. Your middle finger is the grip squeeze. Yeah. Wow. It's a 13-minute video. I tried virtual reality for the first time, November 9th, 2018. That's all for today. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow. If you please, subscribe to wherever you listen to the podcast and follow at 365 Days MXM Tune on your preferred social media platforms. I'll talk to you tomorrow. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so... Don't leave too soon, I'm gonna teach you stuff, no it won't be tough, gonna go a year till you've had enough, it's 365.